Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Tillman. We're doing a deep dive into our favorite reality shows. And And this this is is our our Fresh Perspective. Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Fresh Perspective. Fresh Perspective, where we're going to go over another episode of Welcome to Plathville. Welcome to Plathville. I liked this episode. It's good. It was juicy. Yeah. yeah. The stuff with Kim and Barry and like their kids, like that was interesting. Yeah, it was. I think this was definitely the most entertained I've been this season. Although yeah. we are on like fully three different storylines that are not intersecting anymore, which I don't like that. I yeah. To, I don't know. If, I want them to overlap a little bit more because it does seem like we're seeing three very different. Yeah. I don't mind it a ton because they're, um, all interesting storylines, but I do watch it for the like family aspect of it. So you, you do lose the core of the show. Yeah, exactly. I did like the one moment when um, Lydia and Barry were talking and she was like, how, how have you talked to Mariah and yes, Micah? And he was like, eh, kind of. Cause that was a question we had last week was whether yeah. they were in on it. But now it seems that, Everyone but Ethan knows that Kim and Barry are separated. Right. Well, did he say, or did I make this up, that he had, like, left a voicemail or, like, tried to reach out to him? I think he meant in general he tried to reach out to Ethan. And it hadn't gone through. And then he was hoping that this could be a way for them to connect. Okay, okay. If maybe he reached out, Ethan would respond to this. I wonder if Hosanna knows. Oh. I (laughs) get that they have the other daughter. Yeah. Yeah, because Micah was like, I have nine siblings. And I was like, I forgot about Hosanna. Yeah. Was she in that episode or like documentary that you sent me? I haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't watched it either. Okay. Maybe she's in it. Maybe we'll find out who she is. Hold tight, everyone. Next week, maybe. (laughs) You're a lot younger in that. Yeah. So I feel like Hosanna was maybe um, under 18 and still in the house during it. Right. Because she's only a year too older than Ethan, right? I think so. She was 21 in the first season. Crazy. Yeah. And Ethan's 23 now, so she must be really close in age to him. So which which storyline was um was the least exciting? I guess mm-hmm. Micah's. Micah's was least exciting. This like double date. Yeah. So Micah's roommate or whatever, the guy who he sleeping on his couch had his girlfriend and his girlfriend's come so over. Weird. Like just strange, like in a good way, but just like, ugh. is he not getting any money from the show? I don't know. Like, why isn't he able to afford any rent? I don't, I'm not sure. I've wondered that too. Like, is he not being paid? Like I can't believe that production wouldn't, you know, throw out some rent. But maybe they are, and it's just like a storyline thing. Yeah, that could be. Or maybe he's just like really bad with money or something. I don't know. Oh, that could be true too. They've said he's kind of irresponsible, like in the last season. Yeah, that's true. But he is the only, he said this in the episode, he's the only one who's who's really moving away from the family and being independent. He is. He he's has been a more expensive like life though. Like LA versus Tampa, like yeah, totally. Yeah. Production could have given him a stipend for K Row rent and then he moved to LA and it's not covering it or something like that. Because right. they were paying for that house. 
him and Mariah. Yeah. Crazy that renting an entire house could be cheaper than an apartment in LA. Oh, it's a reality. I have friends back home that are like buying homes that is cheaper than my rent. Buying homes? Buying homes. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I cannot picture myself doing that in any way. Absolutely not. Hmm. Well, I guess I'm Team Micah, not Ethan. Yeah, I kind of am Team Micah at this point because Ethan just continues to mess things up. He really, really does. It's getting really frustrating. Yeah, it is. Do we want to jump into that or do we want to talk about Micah a little bit more? Um, let me, I'm trying to think, are there any other Micah moments that. Well, there was just a double date with like his girlfriend and her friend. And it's like, they keep trying to push Micah to into these awkward dating situations on the show. And I don't really, I don't get it. Can't we just let Micah be single? I know. However, it seems like he like sees a lot of people or like he's talked about a couple dates that he's been on that they haven't filmed, which I don't know if that's because the girl doesn't want to be filmed or like if, I don't know, but I wish they would either record one of those or quit forcing this. I know. It just seemed like a really awkward hangout. His friend got up and did ballet. I was like, what is happening? Why are we watching this? Oh yeah, that was weird. <laughs> oh, I didn't like when Mike was like, yeah, maybe I'll go to acting school in a couple years. Yeah. They were talking about like their movement classes and stuff. It was reminding me of my like roommates who studied drama in undergrad. It's like, come on, Micah. No, Micah. Don't do this. Do more. Do other things. What do you think he should do? Well, I think he should still do his modeling thing. Mm-hmm. Pretty good at that. Um, and then maybe just be like an influencer. Maybe just lean into that. Yeah. Didn't, wasn't there a scene where he was running lines with Mariah last season? I don't know. There was one scene, I think, where he was running lines with his roommate. Oh, maybe that was it. So he's, so he already is breaking into acting. Or he's trying to do that. Huh. But I remember it not being that fantastic. Yeah, maybe he doesn't know influencer is an option, but I, I agree. I think that could be a really good option. I saw online there was some, I think it was an influencer who tagged this like big group of people hanging out and he was there, which was weird <laughs> to like recognize Micah in a group like that. I don't remember who it was though. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah, so I guess it's Micah. He really only had like five minutes of air time. Yeah, and they really didn't talk about him too much. It was just kind of at the beginning and then. Yeah. They moved on. Okay, so Ethan and Olivia. Yeah, this one was tough. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, he, it's the show starts off, I think, maybe, actually, with um, Ethan showing Olivia the car he bought. Right. When they were separated. And she looked so upset. I was like, girl, like, I'm so sorry. She later said that she was pissed, but it was like, I'm sure you were, but you also just looked like absolutely heartbroken when that happened. She did. It was like the sadness that got to me that she had tears in her eyes where she was like, and she was kind of being neutral. She was like, that's great, Ethan. Oh, that was so sad. I know it really was. And then 
The fact that she like she was like, "Can I go back to washing parts?" She sounded so southern during that part. <laughs> I know, but it, I it was just so sad. I was like, "Oh, poor girl." And Ethan didn't seem. You know, he's like, oh, I'm worried she's going to be mad. I don't know what emotions she's going to have. I don't understand her. But standing across from her with the secret that he's been holding on to for a year, he didn't seem to pick up much on the fact that she was crying. Yeah, he really did it. I yeah. And I go back and forth whether or not he only was worried she was going to be mad that he bought the car. Like, that mm-hmm. was what she was going to be mad about. Mm-hmm. But that's obviously not what she was mad about. She was right. mad that he kept it from her. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he realized that, which is an issue, but maybe he did. No, I think you're right. I think he has no idea what she's mad about. And I think that builds up resentment on his part too. Cause he's like, this is so unfair. Everything I do, every time I do something I like, she gets mad. I don't think he gets that it was the secret keeping and also the telling everyone else in the family. I know when I had told Olivia that I was like, girl, maybe not. Or like, wait, maybe till you get home from the airport or whatever. Give it and a- I feel like just picked her up. She's just telling you for the first time. And you're like, yeah, I knew. I do think it's important that Mariah tell at some point though, because if, if yeah. this kept going, if they kept having conversations about how this was a secret, it would have seemed slimy of Mariah to be like, I know I had no idea. Yeah, for sure. Mariah um, looked beautiful in this episode. She did. She looked say. great. Yeah. This I love the blonde green. Yes. like platinum, whatever you want to call it. Yes, the platinum blonde looked great on her. Her lashes looked good. I liked that red lip color. I think her outfit was cute. She's nailing down her style. Yeah, she's doing great. Yeah. She did good. Um, but then, so, I mean, Olivia left the shop and then went to Miami for a few days and just texted Ethan's like I'm leaving and on the one hand I'm like good for you for getting out of there if you didn't want to be there but it just seems like every time they have an issue they just need a few days apart and I don't know if I think that's good for the long run it seems like more and more with every issue that happens they just are becoming really incompatible incompatible which makes me really sad but their communication styles are so different their love languages are so different. Their priorities are so different. Like, I'm starting to forget where their similarities lay. I know. It's a really good way to put it. I I don't know. It is hard. Because she was like, I needed a couple of days away, which is basically the same thing when they did their separation. They were like, we need time apart to figure this I know. out. Which I think is great for Olivia, but does not help Ethan in the slightest. Because he needs to be told head on what is happening. If he's going to yeah. be in limbo for a couple of days, he might be like, well, I guess we're broken up or I guess I can work on my car now. Like, I don't think he... Yeah. He realizes that he wants to be with her, but he doesn't realize what he did was wrong. But then he apologizes, but then he does it again because he didn't know what he did wrong. Which is interesting because that's pretty similar to the situation Kim is having with Barry. Yeah. That Barry doesn't know why he's in the wrong, gets upset when Kim has any feelings about what he does. And then as I think you said last week, once he fixes it, if he realizes it's fixed, he stops trying. Right. Seems like a very similar situation where Ethan was like, okay, I understand you need more communication. I can do it until another issue came up. Right. Yeah, that's, that's the, it does seem like they, as soon as they see something's working, they think it's fixed. So they stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
which is, I imagine, really frustrating as the person who is trying to, like, I don't know, be in a relationship with them. I know. Especially for, well, it's interesting on both counts because for Olivia, she works really hard to do those things. She works really hard to, like, have communication and talk about things. Mm-hmm. And then for, you know, Kim and Barry, Barry's kind of taken aback by this. Like, he, had, he I feel like he never saw this coming. Yeah. Well, um, I think for both Kim and Olivia, they made really sudden changes where they all of a sudden found out they weren't being treated right mm-hmm. and found a way to speak out about it. And I think that shook uh, Barry and Ethan up a lot. Yeah. Which is hard. It's hard when you're coasting and then one person makes a big change and you don't understand where that change is coming from. Yeah, exactly. I'm anxious to see how Ethan and Olivia handle this. Because Olivia the whole time was like, we'll talk about it. Like, we'll, you know, we'll work through it. Yeah, to her credit, she didn't seem to think that there was a divorce on the horizon. No, I think that that's kind of past them. I think like they're past that and they're going to work through it. It just will be maybe a little difficult, but I think they'll do it. Yeah. I hope so because as much as they, they have all these difference, they do have like a really traumatic thing bonding them together and being raised in like fundamentalist families. And I do think if Olivia or Ethan went out and tried to date other people, they would really see their difference in their upbringing coming out hard. And neither of them have moved on in the same way Micah has. Like, I think both of them have closer ties to like maybe a quieter, modest lifestyle that it would be a really hard thing to date people or try and get in a relationship with someone who doesn't have that upbringing. Yeah, I agree. They're not as like independent. Yeah. I mean, did you see in the trailer, Olivia says she's going out to a bar for her first time. Like I forget that she's also as sheltered as she is. Wow. I didn't see that. That's crazy. Yeah, she goes out with a group of girls and there was only a snippet, but I'm so excited to watch this. There's like a moment where one of the other girls at the table, who's obviously like, you know, loud and outgoing is like, if you hang out with us, you're going to have to be drunk all night. And like, she's being nice, but Olivia just looked like so out of her element. Like, oh, wow. Which will be interesting because she's always seen like the one pushing and like trying to get. I know. I never thought of it that way. It's like in comparison to Ethan, she is the more like outgoing and like open and worldly. Yeah. But to the rest of the world, like, I guess she's like, probably not. I know. I think if I were like, if, if I were to meet her, I think maybe I would seem really intense to her. Yeah. Pro- she I mean, would see just because like, you know, talking about things that I do day to day would probably seem like another world to her. She should just see your private story. And yeah, she'd be like, private story. She'd be like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> I'll add her to my close friends. Oh, good, good, good. It's a true gift to be on that close friends. It's tight story. list. It brings me joy every day. Every Thanks. Day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I also thought it was, oh, what was it? There was something that I, oh, Slipped my mind. Darn. But, oh, one thing that we... It came back. (laughs) Um, In all of that, with... I thought it was sweet how Mariah and Olivia were together during that and how they talked about their own things and how 
how much Mariah have I come since leaving Max mm-hmm. and like all the stuff they talked about. And I thought it was really interesting. All the stuff that she was like, it uncovered a lot of trauma with my brother. Like what was his name? Joshua. Yes. She saw Joshua get hit by the car. I didn't realize that. And it just really d- dawned on me that it was like, Oh, probably a lot of the trauma and a lot of the issues that these older kids have is because they watched that mm-hmm. happen. Or they totally. were, and I didn't realize they were old enough to really remember that. Yeah, I don't think I realized she was six either. Because you can absolutely remember that at six. Yeah, and then Micah was older. Ethan was right. older. Yeah. Hosanna was older. Like, I guess mm, Lydia might have been five or six. Yeah, she might not remember. But you're right. And I think that could create abandonment issues in both Ethan and Mariah. Mariah was able to really closely identify them and how Max leaving her brought those emotions back from when Joshua was killed. But I wonder if Ethan has a similar, like if that's why he's so like emotionally stunted or if that's why it really scares him to be on his own. And yeah. And then I just thought that was interesting how Mm -hmm. she like acknowledged that or like how she recognized that within herself. Cause I don't, I don't know if I would have, but me neither. But she said that she was having like memories come back. Yeah. Flashbacks. So, it's so interesting. Yeah. Poor girl. That sounds so awful. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm surprised that this is honestly, this isn't the first time that's come up, obviously. Um, but it's really the first time that it's been addressed. They show, I mean, they showed a picture of him and they showed him going to their funeral or to their mm-hmm. his grave. Like, I feel like it's been a while since we've seen that. Yeah, it was kind of introduced as like something traumatic happened years ago. The family is like sad, but moved on. It, it hasn't been something that they've really ever iterated on and like gone back and forth and thought about how it affected them. I would love to hear how that affected Kim and Barry because obviously that affects the kids and the parents in different ways because you're at, you know, different connections to the child, different, you know, able to remember, you know, all yeah. that. So I, I would love to know. I'd be interested to know how that affected Kim and Barry. And I think that's part of, well, another thing that I found really interesting was how Kim kind of finally admitted why she was such a control freak to her kids. And I feel like that would have played in like Joshua dying kind of on her hand would, would result in her being like, I have to protect these kids from every single evil and imperfection in the world. Yeah. Cause I mean, that makes sense that that she's like, Oh my gosh. I like, I didn't do my job with one kid, which is not the case, obviously. Right, right. Of course, it was an accident. But she was also saying that when she was raised... Oh, sorry, what? I said it's easy to feel that way. Yeah. didn't do your job or, like, failed them or anything, so... No, totally. And I can see why she did overkill to, like, compensate for that. And she was also saying how because she was raised, her mom was, like, kind of seemed like she had an uh, unstable um, upbringing that she tried so hard to, like, fix that and protect her kids from the evil, whatever she witnessed. She said that she witnessed a lot of things no kid should ever see. So I wonder if that also weighs on her, that her goal as a mother was to never let her kids see anything that like could hurt them the way she grew up. And that that was something that like probably was more devastating than any alcoholism she saw. Yeah. But you're right. 
I thought it was interesting her talking a little bit more about her mom and her childhood and upbringing. Yeah, because when they she gave the little girls ice cream, I was like, wasn't this a whole plot line in season one when they ran out and got ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah. Do you remember that? Kind of, vaguely. Mike and Mariah, I think, drove the little kids out while Kim and Barry were on their, like, vow renewal or anniversary trip or something. Um, the kiss. Never forget the kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yikes. That kiss. Oh, yeah. They kind of did it because they weren't home so they could go get ice cream. Yeah. So it's funny is that recently they were still not allowed to eat ice cream. And now Kim's like scooping bowls, scooping like huge scoops in, asking the girls if they want more. They're all wearing like animal print shirts and like cut out sleeves and stuff. Like it's, they really have gone such a 180. They really have. And I'm sure it's the, you know, perception of the show and Mm -hmm. more because once you open your doors up to a TV show, there's no sheltering your kids anymore, really. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, Lydia and, or Lydia and Isaac are on Instagram now. Yeah, so can't keep them from seeing the world. And they moved, I know it's like probably not far, but they did move off the farm into the city. Yeah. So they're just around more people in general. Yeah, that's a really good point. So it's like there was no way they could hide them from all these things anymore. Yeah, I'm happy for these little girls. I think as much trauma as they're going to endure from being on the show I think it's going to kind of balance it's out, itself out by having a slightly more normal upbringing, maybe. Yeah. I also wonder if any level of it is then seeing Ken and Barry seeing what's gone on with the older kids, like how they've, like Barry not talking to his like three oldest kids very much or like. Yeah. If they'll be able to kind of subconsciously approach entering yeah. adulthood differently. Yeah. They're like, okay, we've got five more kids at home like we can do this a little differently so we don't lose them and if that means that they eat ice cream then like that's fine yeah totally it's like the lesser of evils we either lose our have a strange relationship with all of their children once they turn 18 or they have a little sugar growing up right what did you think of lydia and barry's picnic I actually think their little relationship is cute in the way that they talk to each other. Barry still freaks me out, but like, I I thought it was sweet. Now, I also just think it's sweet how much Lydia cares for her family. Mm-hmm. Just heart of gold, that one. Yeah, really is a heart of gold, even though sometimes she creeps me out a tiny, tiny bit. Yeah, sometimes it's a little misled. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little like too much. Yes. But... It is sweet and pure. Yeah, I think it's it's also, like, big of her to be able to be this, like, rock for her dad. Because that's not an easy place for a 16 or 17-year-old no. to be in. No, I, I, and I think she wants to be in that place. I, know. <laughs> I also think she feels like she has a duty to do that. But I think she's happy to have that responsibility. Yeah, know? and I think she appreciates Barry confiding in her. I'd be curious to see... A similar conversation with her and Kim. Yeah. I was kind of sad she wasn't at the little conversation with. Yeah, me too. I wonder why. I wonder if there was. Maybe she was working at the bank. <laughs> Wait, there was something really weird that Barry said that I wanted to. He said, it, it, this was just so weird. He, they were sitting down and they were kind of like joking before they got into the deep stuff. And I think he was trying to make it light. And he said, 
This tree is an awesome tree. I bet you want to climb it, don't you? Doing your little squirrel impersonation. Oh, yeah. That was so weird. But I know that Lydia loved it. Yeah, it was definitely a very specific type of humor that I will just never understand. Yeah, because she was like, I could just climb and then jump to that tree. And he was like, doing your little squirrel impression. Yeah. Yeah, they understood each other. That wasn't, you know what, maybe that wasn't for the viewers to be for me too. That should have been a private moment. (laughs) Right. I feel like there's several of those where it's like, wow, this is awful. But for you guys, I know it is just pure bliss and perfection and in love. Yeah, definitely. I know sometimes I feel like I'm like imposing a little bit. Like I shouldn't be here watching this happen. I did note uh, Kim refers to Barry as dad when she's talking about him to the kids. Barry keeps calling her Kim. Interesting. Which I do not like. I don't think that is fair to, I think that is creating a barrier between the kids and her. Well, it seemed like the way that Amber was upset that he is, perhaps unintentionally but caused more issue Mm -hmm. because amber clearly viewed her as the issue yes right and kim said that at the beginning she was like i was hoping that we could go in with like a united front and tell them what we like agreed upon but i know that he's already talked to them which i don't necessarily blame barry for talking to them because you can't just ignore that yeah Um, but I do understand her wanting to be like, we need to get our story straight. We need to figure out what we want to tell them. But they just should have done that quicker. Yeah, they should have. I hope we get a scene with Barry and Kim talking this through. I'm, it does seem that she doesn't think that this is going to work out. Like, she doesn't seem to want to stay married to him. Oh, see, I get a different impression. I think that they do. Oh, good. That's completely oh, interesting to see. What made you think that she wants to stay with him? Just the way that she says, like, we're going to figure out the arrangement. Or maybe that's not the best example. But there were just a couple times where I was like, she wasn't so much saying, like, I don't know. Like, it was almost more she was talking about figuring out their problems rather than, like, setting up custody papers you know like yeah that's true she but yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's true so i don't know maybe it's like me just wanting them to stay together because of because the kids want them to but i don't want them to be i don't want them to break up either i don't feel like it's i, I still am surprisingly kind of team kim in this i really don't want her to come out as a villain I I think it's so unfair that she's following her passion and she's going to wind up getting hated by her family I agree. I am team Kim on this. She didn't feel like she was getting the love and care from her husband that she deserves um, after helping raise nine children. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's totally valid in being like, I need to, like, I need that. And if you're not going to give it to me, then I can't be here. Yeah. And I know it's hard because the kids don't go to school, but in a normal family where kids go to school, it is not neglect for the mom to come home in the afternoon or at night. No. Like Lydia was kind of like, I come home and the girls act like I'm their mother. And I wonder if Lydia just comes home at 2 p.m. and Kim comes home at 5 p.m. Yeah, I didn't appreciate that from Lydia at all. I feel like that does a disservice to just like working mothers in general. Uh, Yeah. And that, I mean, 
like being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time job. That's great. It's perfect. But they can also have a full-time job outside of the house and not be a bad mom. Like, yeah, totally. I know. You can be a stay-at-home mom for 20 years and then decide to work. Like, that's fine. Yeah. And these kids are going to be okay. It's not like she's leaving them cold, like hanging out in the cold. Like she's, she's coming home to them. And I think it's good for them to see that a woman can have a career because Olivia tried to do that, but the girls haven't seen that. So as far as they know, if you're a mom, you can only be a mom and you can't have any other interests. I know. I just, I really didn't like when, when Lydia said that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what are you excited about for next episode? What are you excited to see play out? I guess I'm excited to see what Olivia and Ethan's conversations look like. Yeah. How receptive they both are, especially Ethan. Because they've been trying to figure out their communication, which they're just not good at. Yeah. But I guess that's it. I would like something more interesting from, from Micah. Me too. I'm so three seasons in a row. They're trying to push him to get a girlfriend. Can he get, can he have any other storyline? I'm not interested in this. Um, And I really want to see Olivia go out to a bar with friends. I think it's going to be really interesting. Also in the preview, a girl gives Ethan her number and he takes it. So. Oh, Oh, that's not good. Which part of me is like, if Olivia's never been to a bar, probably Ethan's never been to a bar and he doesn't know that you can be like, it's it's super appropriate to say, no, I don't want your number. He might yeah, not. Yeah, he's like, okay, sure, I won't Yeah, if that's never happened to him, he has no idea how to handle that. Um, I don't think Olivia is going to be that compassionate about this. So, so I'm excited did. to see that play out. Me too, me too. Oof. Before we end, are there any other reality TV shows you've been tuning into? Well, I've been re-watching Dance Mom season two. The best. It's the best season. I was just talking about that this weekend, how it's the best season. It's so good. So I've been Maybe we should do a part two with season two. I think so. I think that should be soon. Yeah. It has to be soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. I love Dance Mom season two. Me too. Oh, so good. So good. Okay. Yes, I watched. Um, I'm watching Love Island UK. I bought an S, uh, like a VPN and everything for it, so I'm definitely like ten episodes behind because it's very easy to fall behind. But so easy. and then I get overwhelmed and I can't do it. I know. I don't think I'm ever going to catch up. I think I'm just going to have to watch a recap and then jump back in when I get home. And then I watched um, Love on the Spectrum on Netflix. Have you seen that? Oh no, I haven't. It's really really good so those are my two reality shows i'm watching yeah do something over one of those yeah okay well any final words i don't think so i think that's it tune in next week yeah let's find out what happens at the bar yes bye bye